I'm gonna back this up to give us a little bit more space. And I think we're gonna be good. All right. Jason, all right, and I'm gonna start that again. <laughs> no, that's English is hard. All right. <laughs> Words are hard. Yeah. Check Complete, a referee podcast, is an educational resource for referees by referees, designed to connect and develop soccer officials of all ages and skill levels to better serve the game both on and off the field. Jason and I are excited to bring back on to the podcast pro assistant referee Jeff Swartzel. Jeff, thanks for joining us again. It's good to see your face. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I'd uh, love to uh, be a part of this. I, I really enjoyed episode three. Corey Rockwell is a, a legend in our game, so I'm glad to see you guys got a chance to speak with him. Yeah, you got big shoes to fill here, Jeff. Yeah, no question. <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing the comparison game, so just be you. All right, so um, so today we're talking about with Jeff. We talked when we interviewed you in, in episode two. Uh, we heard more about your story and, and really enjoyed hearing about your journey and some fan questions and things. And as we mentioned, we're, we, we're going to bring Jeff back when we did. We're going to have you kind of stick around the podcast even more as we move forward and talk about some things um, that even people had had brought up in audience questions um, that Jeff would have some expertise on. And so tonight's concept is talking about uh, AR involvement in penalty area incidents. So this is one of those, especially for those of us that are working games fairly consistently without communication devices, where we struggle to know, and I had this conversation a lot with brand new referees for other reasons, right? Sometimes it's based on like, referees aren't doing their job. How do I get involved? We're not going to go down that road necessarily, but more so, um, how do we communicate? How do we work together to get the decisions right? And uh, we do, we're not just going to be talking about, and, and Jeff's going to run with this and, and give us some, some great thoughts to work from. We're not just going to be talking about just penalty kicks. There's lots of other situations here um, where the whistle and the restart results in something other than a penalty kick, and that's just as match critical. It, it certainly can be. So, um, Jeff, let's launch into this and talk about this. This is probably something that you guys spend. I mean, this is a huge part of your bread and butter uh, to be an effective AR, right? Yeah, you've got it. Um, look, the reality is I can be a pretty average official uh, between the 18s, uh, but when we get into that penalty area, we have to be correct. Um, our paychecks depend on whether we're correct in that area of the field um, in both directions. The giving of a penalty kick has uh, you know, very significant consequence. And also given free kicks coming out, you know, might stop attack. So, um, you know, we have to be accurate there. We spend a lot of time reviewing penalty area incidents and, and understanding when to get involved and how to get involved when, when necessary. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just, you know, I'm not sure exactly where we talked about this, but let's go ahead and just launch into it, Jeff, and run with this in the direction. And, and Jason and I will listen and, and, lob in softball questions if they arise. So. Sure. Great. Um, well, you know, when I think about uh, penalty area incidents, I start with the laws of the game. And the laws of the game tell us two times um, or, or two reasons that the assistant referee would get involved. Um, the first is uh, when something happens out of the view of the official, the referee. Uh, and the second is when it's consistent with what he or she would call. And would they call that had they seen it? So um, that line of thinking carries... Uh, from the field into the penalty area that we're really looking for things that are out of the view and consistent with what they would call. Um, you know, we know uh, that there's a different threshold for what's a foul at midfield than what is in the penalty area. So we really need to be in tune with 
um, what a referee would call an, an award for a penalty kick and also what they would award uh, for foul coming out. Um, and that's really where it starts for me. It's just the basic laws of the game. Um, when I took some notes for this, um, I divided fouls into three categories. Um, there's one where the assistant referee is the most credible person on the field. Um, these are things that, you know, are in close proximity to them. Um, this is an example of like the handball with the goal line side hand, you know, where the referee will never be able to see. Um, or it could be, uh, you know, a, a inside or outside decision of a penalty kick at the top of the penalty area. Um, in all of these situations, the assistant referee has that unique view that only he or she can see. Um, and we would really expect, the stadium would expect the assistant referee to be making those decisions. So that's category number one. Um, category number two would be the bulk of the rest of the decisions. You know, you likely can see most of what's going on in the penalty area at all times, and you probably have a pretty good opinion on what's a foul and what's not. Um, but because it's not close enough to you, or perhaps the referee is just more credible, and these are examples of things that we really don't expect assistants to get involved in, but we would expect them to have an opinion on just in case, you know, the referee gets caught off guard or gets screened for some reason, you know, you should have some kind of opinion. Um, and the last category um, are things that are truly save the day moments. Um, you know, those, those things that everybody in the stadium sees, no matter whether it's close to you or far away, that absolutely have to be called. Um, and for some reason, the referee hasn't called it. You know, these are things like handballs on the goal line or a goalkeeper being fouled in the, in the buildup of a goal, um, you know, just true travesties to the game that if left unchecked, um, you know, would really, you know, cause a miscarriage of justice. So um, those three moments um, we'll take kind of individually and decide, you know, how and when to get involved for each of those. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so let's start with the first one, um, yeah. the things that you're most credible. So I mentioned a couple examples. Um, that goal line side handball is the one that's the dip most difficult for referee to see. Um, you know, there will always be screened by the body of the defender. Um, you'll be looking across play to, um, you know, maybe make an offside decision. And so you're really the only person that can see this. Um, and in almost all cases, this is going to be pretty close to you. Um, just the nature of how these things happen. They're usually off crosses um, and not shots. And um, because you're the most credible and the stadium expects you to make a decision, this decision is usually made with a flag. Um, it's, you know, the flag straight up, a little bit of a waggle. Um, and then I run down to the corner flag. That indicates that I have a penalty kick. Um, if I'm wearing a radio, I would say penalty, penalty, penalty. And I'd run down to the, the corner flag and let the referee make his decision. Um, the other big decision that you're most credible is whether a foul is inside or outside the penalty area. So, you know, we see this very commonly where fouls happen right at the line. Um, and a referee is going to have a hard time seeing that from their angle. Um, but an assistant referee who's likely in line with that play will have this great straight across view where they can see, you know, where that foul happens. Um, and for that, again, we have this beautiful nonverbal mechanic of um, either running to the corner flag if it's inside, indicating the penalty kick, or running upfield a little bit, you know, maybe two or three steps to indicate that it's outside. And, um, you know, what we see a lot happen is a, a referee might get tunneled and they might make a decision. And if um, you know, they've called a penalty kick and you don't have a penalty kick. Well, you know, they won't see you standing down at the goal line. And it'd be a great way for you to get their attention eventually that it was outside. Um, or they might look right over and see you walking upfield and know immediately what you mean. So um, it's one, actually one of my favorite mechanics that um, it's nonverbal, it's easily understandable, um, and you can do it at every level. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that second category I mentioned, that's the things that, you know, we're not really the most credible, um, but we all know uh, from time to time, our referee friends sometimes miss a decision or don't see something as clearly as they think, or, um, you know, might get screened. And for all of those cases, you know, we generally don't expect an assistant referee to be involved with their flag because, well, frankly, no one would believe them. You know, they might be too far away. Um, you know, we know that they don't have the best view, but they're still prepared with that, you know, gut instinct that that looked like a penalty kick or that looked like a foul. Um, and we want them to have an opinion. Um, the difference here is the initiation of information. You know, in one case where I was credible, I raised my flag. And in this case, we expect the referee to have it. And we all know that look when they look over to you and they're like, oh no, something's happened, but I don't know. And they look at you. And in this moment, it's all about body language. You know, it's not in your head. It's switching the flag to your other hand. You know, it's, it's really encouraging them to, to call the foul that they think that they saw. Um, and then of course they get the credit. Um, you know, they'll, they'll buy us our ice cream afterwards, but, um, you know, that's a, that's another great nonverbal to really just encourage them along the way. Um, that last category, you know, where we talked about saving the day, um, I see this actually, you know, fouls going out more than I see it going in. Um, but this is that true moment where it doesn't matter how close it is to you. Um, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, if it's on the other side of the field, if it's in the middle of the goal, if it's right next to you, if there is truly a moment that it has to be called, then you are within your rights to do whatever it takes. Um, you can put your flag up, you can yell the referee's name, you can run out to the field and shake his hand and say, please call this foul. Um, but if it has to be called, it's a 100% call. You have to make sure it gets called and there is no penalty for however you do it. Mm, right. So let's go. That's yeah. Well, first I want to, I want to see you run onto a field and tell the referee. <laughs> make sure you uh, let's hope we don't get to that at your level. Fingers crossed. It hasn't so, happened yet. I do think, I think what you're talking about, we, our, our local goalie, Tim Mealy, if a sporting KC has been involved in a couple of those last year, he had a incident where he, dragged down a Seattle Sounders player into the goal that was kind of a big controversial thing. And then he just had one this week where there was a goal that was scored, um, but there was contact from a forward who, from LAFC, who didn't even, wasn't even looking at the ball. Like they showed the bag and he was clearly, he just moved into Melia and knocked him back into the goal. So that, is that what you're talking about? That third example of the goal, the ball went in the goal. So the referee may not have seen, he may be watching other things. Is that kind of the thing you're talking about there in terms of those, the, game-saving moments kind of deal? It is. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, those are those are those real moments that, um, you know, a referee has a lot to look at. You know, these happen a lot on set pieces, corner kicks and free right. kicks, and they might be looking for holding and grabbing on the players. And then something happens, and all of a sudden there's a goalkeeper on the ground, and they didn't see what happened. Right. And, um, you know, that's that time where if you're wearing a radio, you got a great opportunity to say, Melee has been fouled, or foul, 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 you know, so, something to get the referee's attention. But again, if, if the, if certainly if the ball ends up in the net, you've got all the time in the world to get that person's attention and just say, I have a foul and it's coming out. We can't, we can't award this goal. Right. Uh, and that, that's really a great example of that. Yeah. Right. Cool. So as in the, in, in the buildup to these situations, um, oftentimes like there is a clip that I shared with you that hopefully we'll, and, and I'll just take the moment to say we're going to provide some clips throughout the week and, and hopefully have some feedback on that. But 
there was a clip that I shared with you from a local high school game. And one of the things that we talked about after the game was how could we manage that situation a little bit better? And so when I, um, and we'll share this with our, with our viewers, listeners, um, one thing I suggested to the referee was when we have such a crowded goal area in that clip, we had so many players in there. Maybe there is some pre-kick, especially when it is a set piece, pre-kick preventative officiating that can be done. Um, what does that look like for you with and without communication devices? And how involved is the AR in that? Yeah, um, well, you know, with communication devices, we're very involved. Um, you know, our best referees in the league are really designating different areas of the field for each official to be watching. Mm. Um, you know, they're obviously taking the the biggest group of individuals because that's where the most likely decision is going to be, and they got to be the one to make it. Um, but we're very frequently, you know, chiming in saying, "Hey, you know, thirteen and nine are pushing. Um, you know, or the goalkeeper is being blocked," and we're trying to alert the referees to those situations. Um, you know, without communication, that becomes a little more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think we sometimes get into the habit of thinking we can't talk on the field. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can certainly yell out, hey, I see you in front of the goalkeeper. Don't hold him. You know, I can see you grabbing. Let him go. I mean, even as the assistant referee, that might just be enough clue to the referee that something's happening that, that he or she needs to look at. So um, I am a, a very big advocate for that pre-free kick management, um, you know, even just to settle players down and let them know what you're looking for. You know, if two players are kind of going at it, just let them know. I'm watching for you guys holding each other. You know, if you foul, it's a penalty kick, and if you foul, it's not. And, you know, just let them know that that you're watching and that, you know, you're they're not going to pull one over on you. Yeah. I think the vision, we talk about that with our officials down <laughs> in this area, even, even at the youth and high school levels, with, with how much things are – um, recorded. If the video shows, I mean, this is something you guys work with all the time at the MLS, but obviously the video shows that you went in and you had a conversation, you said, and they, they can't hear what you're saying, but they can see that you're telling them, hey, behave yourself. And then if the call comes after that, people aren't going to be happy, but it's a, maybe it's a little easier to swallow. It's like, listen, you were there giving them a chance. And it's, the, it's the greatest thing a coach can say is he just told you. Right. You right. were in there and he was just telling you to not do that. And then you did it and you called a foul. No one should be surprised here. Yeah. So that that pre-management is a great, a great tool. Um, and actually, it doesn't matter as much what you say as it does the, just the fact that you say it. You know, it's alerting players that you're on to what they're doing. So I think that's a great. Yeah, that's great. And I know people want to hear you talk and not me. But one of the things I love what you said about we can still, without communication devices, use our voice. And I and I I actually borrowed this from the other sport that I do basketball. I was before a throw-in, we had a dead ball situation, and one of my partners, there was two players jostling in the in the paint, and he beep, 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 held things up, walked in, and he goes, Gordy, Chuck, 30, 13 and 35, let's watch them here. And those two kids were like, you know, and it was it was wildly effective to modify behavior. And yes, the coaches have heard it, and the coaches heard it, and everything. Yeah. And so I've I've actually taken that and and used it some in high school games just to say, hey, Jason, Jason, help me with contact on the goalkeeper. You know, yes, like that. And and I think that that's great. I think we have that feeling like, oh, it's got to be quiet. We got to, you know, I think I don't know if that's a product of the best referees are seen but not heard or whatever. I mean, that go into games and go out without being seen. I'm like, I mean. I think those are moments where we need to step in and, and that prevents us from having to make bigger decisions than maybe we need to. Right. Just 
Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, take it a step further. So uh, another thing that we like to do um, in the MLS is especially free kicks that are outside of the penalty area, the trail assistant referee will be designated to watch like handling in the wall or encroachment. And the referee will point to him and say, you watch handling. And now everybody in the stadium knows that if a handling happens or if the encroachment happens, there's an official watching it. And now there's, there's less controversy. You know, they're not sneaking away on something. Yeah. So um, I think that communication is great. Well, let me go back to point number one. You were talking about goal side, the goal line side handling, as well as in and out across the top of the penalty area. Um, how, how involved are you when in and out along the side of the penalty area? That it seems to be much more problematic just based on your angle. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we'll lack that depth perception to truly see inside or outside unless it's very obvious. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about a true decision to be made, our general expectation is uh, that the referee covers that line that's right in front of us. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll see a lot of those, those referees shade over to that side if a player is trying to dribble in just in the event they get fouled right on that line, they'll be the only person that can see that. Um, you know, we also have a, just a general rule of thumb. You know, you can feel free to get involved whenever you want. You know, if you think you see that inside, get involved, but you can't miss. Um, you know, the penalty area is too important. So, um, you know, there's a very high ownership of, you know, who is credible and, and, and knowing what you know. Um, even if you think it's in, you have to have that little doubt in your mind of, I think that's in, but I don't have a great angle and the referee does. So I have to defer to my friend to, to cover that decision for me. Right. So talk to us a little bit about what this conversation sounds like in an MLS referee pregame. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you sat in on, a, on an MLS pregame, 90% of what we talk about is communication um, and how we're going to communicate in these big moments. Um, we obviously have the luxury of a radio system. Um, and in most cases, electronic flags. And so we're really working through, um, if it's my decision, what's it going to sound like? Um, you know, when am I going to say it? How am I going to say it? And what do I expect back from you? You know, so for those cases where I said it, it's my decision, you know, here are the words I use. I say penalty, penalty, penalty. Um, I would also use a flag. I would, I would buzz you at the same time. And I would expect you to, to just trust me and call at that point. Um, you know, the referee, when it's his responsibility, if he doesn't know, he might ask help, help, help. And I'll chime in with my response. So through just the, you know, the nuances of how each person communicates with each other and what they expect to hear in, in not just penalty area situations, but all situations, you know, what are we going to hear for stoppage time and for subs and for offside and for regular fouls for misconduct. So, like I said, 90% is communication. And for penalty area incidents, for sure, we don't want, um, you know, any confusion for what you mean, um, you know, to, to come across. Right, right. Absolutely. And, and on the communication piece, one of the things we talk about in our entry-level clinics and, and recertifications with referees, not just with this situation, but with all things, we'll say, well, go, you know, go talk to the player or just go have the conversation with your referee. I don't think we always clearly outline how does that like give us the soundbite of how that's supposed to sound so if you're let's say you we have a goal 
that you have a problem with how there was something in the bill. There's contact on the goalkeeper, like we talked about, or something like that. And you said, we've got all the time in the world. So you stand at attention, do whatever the referee prescribed in pregame. And the referee comes over. What does that conversation sound like? Or what should it sound like? This is probably pre-communication or without communication devices, right? So if you can tap yeah. into that from your, from your yeah. development, you know, but what does that sound like, you know, as a, what should that sound like? I guess. Yeah, well, actually, it, it should be the same, whether you're wearing a radio or not. Um, it mm -hmm. just the difference is where you're standing on the field. Um, when that referee comes over, um, it's up to you to describe as many details and considerations about that event that you can. Um, if they didn't see it the first time, they're going to need a lot of information to come to the decision you want them to come to. So you might have to say things like, I saw this player, number 19, run into the goalkeeper and not play the ball goalkeeper fell over and I believe that's a foul we should have a direct free kick coming out mm. um, or um, if it's a handball I see number 19's arm clearly above the shoulder arm stretched out he's created a barrier this is a this is a handball um, and if you have the decision then you need to have all the decision so you should include misconduct with that it's also a shot on goal it should be a yellow card penalty kick restart and when you say things like this that all of our officials have heard then you sound knowledgeable and you sound credible and people will believe you. Um, if you say things like, I think it hit the arm. I think he ran into the player. You're not instilling a lot of confidence with your teammate to make this huge decision you want them to make. So, you know, be factual, uh, use your considerations, use the laws of the game to describe the incident that you saw and how you came to your decision. Yeah. Okay? And that's true all over the field. If you see a yellow card, you should be saying things like, I saw cleats to the ankle. I saw moderate speed. I saw no chance to play the ball. I got. I came up with reckless tackle. And they'll hear those words and they'll fit with what they saw and they may support you or may not. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. That is great. Um, we're gonna probably wrap up here. But as as you're if you're listening to this or watching this episode and there's more things that this triggers in your mind, questions you might have or comments or a need for further explanation, um, please reach out to us at, uh, you can just email mine, gordy at checkcompletepodcast.com or you can reach out and slide into our DMs. That's what kids say, right? That's sure. Sure. That a cool thing. <laughs> I teach seventh graders. I think they say that. Still. I think so. Yeah. So uh, reach out to us on one of our social media channels. We can connect. Jeff is is willing to answer questions as well. He's a, a great resource for us and for you. So Jeff, thanks so much for your time. I guess I'll give you space if there's any other parting words of wisdom. Like I said, you won't be able to sleep tonight if you don't get this off your chest. <laughs> That's there. Um, you know, I'll finish like I started. Um, the most important decisions we make are inside the penalty area. So. Um, these are the moments that require our maximum work rates, our maximum attention, our maximum effort uh, to make sure we have fought for every inch to make the right decision. So, um, you know, get these right. The rest will take care of themselves. Awesome. Jeff, thank you so much. Thanks, we appreciate Jeff. you.